Hi, I'm David Yaz with the Boston Podcast Network. I'm here today with attorneys Russell Schwartz and Nick Plant of Worcester's leading family law firm, Schwartz & Plant. So today the topic we're going to address is complaints for contempt. So Nick, let's start with you. When we hear about a contempt complaint or contempt order, it sounds like a dramatic moment in a courtroom. Tell us more about what people need to know what it really is. In the family law context, a complaint for contempt is essentially the mechanism by which we for, uh, enforce a prior order or judgment of the court. So when you hear someone talk about uh, being in contempt, it's uh, another way of saying that somebody has violated or is alleging that somebody has violated a court order. So Russ, what more do people need to know before jumping to the conclusion that, well, I need a contempt order now? When folks come to see us, the first thing we look at is, is there a court order that is currently in place? We review that court order. We take a look at what the specific requirements are of the person who is obligated to do something. If they have followed the court order, then they are not in contempt. If it appears that they have violated the court order and have acted in a way that's inconsistent with the judgment of the order, then we would advise them to allow us to file a complaint for contempt on their behalf. So Nick, tell us what happens next. I take it the judge then makes a determination whether their contempt is warranted or not? There's, if it reaches the judge, because the matter hasn't been resolved before you get to the judge, there's certainly a hearing, and the judge at that point has some tools in her toolbox. It can be as simple as ordering somebody to comply with the judgment. It could be a sanction, which is a fancy word for a fine, or it could be um, incarceration. It's one of the few opportunities or circumstances where the probate court judge has the uh, ability or the power to place somebody in jail. And in addition to all those sanctions, uh, the judge has the option to order one party to pay the other party's legal fees. Mm -hmm. In certain limited circumstances, the judge will be given the opportunity to weigh in on how much the person's bad behavior costs the uh, other party. Mm -hmm. Nick, would you say your firm has a philosophy when it comes to complaints for contempt? Well, we take court orders seriously and we advise our clients to do the same. Um, we frequently discuss with clients how, you know, we provide advice not to violate the court order. And oftentimes we will encourage a client to file a complaint for modification if they believe there needs to be a change. But our general philosophy is to encourage our clients to follow court orders. And our general philosophy is to make sure that um, our clients uh, the other side of our cases are following court orders as well. In, 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 sim in simple terms, when a client calls us with these issues, we'll run through their agreement with them and give them kind of a roadmap to what needs to happen. More, more likely than not, they'll come into the office, we'll do that together. Mm -hmm. Well, I take it nobody wants to face an order for contempt. It is sort of a, a last resort. Moment, for sure, right? for sure. But I thank you guys for filling us in on all the details of that and how it fits into the larger picture of family law. Thanks for listening to today's discussion. For more information on this topic and all topics surrounding family law, and to follow up with attorneys Schwartz and Plant, please visit the website at schwartzplant.com. And thanks for watching.